Halloween Party by Ken Nesbitt. We're having a Halloween party at school. I'm dressed up like Dracula. Man, I look cool. I dyed my hair black and I cut off my bangs. I'm wearing a cape and some fake plastic fangs. I put on some makeup to paint my face white like creatures that only come out in the night. My fingernails, too, are all pointed in red. I look like I'm recently back from the dead. My mom drops me off and I run into school and suddenly feel like the world's biggest fool. The other carrots stare at me like I'm some kind of freak. The Halloween party is not till next week. Welcome, friends, to a special Halloween episode of PhD Paranormal. Hello. And welcome to PhD Paranormal. We're a pair of semi-normal and very annoyed PhDs. Are struggling to deal with technology issues while we bring you scary stories from around the internet. Because it is coming up on Halloween. 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 Happy Halloween. Um, I'm my doctor, Evan. I'm Dr. Edwin. And uh, welcome. Welcome very much. So we are here to tell you some scary tales from the internet. Because this is a special edition of PhD Paranormal. Yes, we're very excited. We always like telling scary stories, and Halloween is my favorite time of year. Yes, and it does seem to have brought the demons out in full force in my office because we are struggling with technology mightily at this particular time. I don't know, listeners, if you know, but I have like 17 microphones with which we try to record on any given day. And... um, I have this very nice boom mic that was suddenly not working. The audio was all choppy, like chop, 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 right? And I was like, why is that? And I think the demon chewed through the audio cable connecting the mic to my Mac. Yeah, because I did get a um, textual message from one Dr. Edwin that was like, what the heck? Yes, it was stronger um, language. But it yes. was, but we were trying to keep this PG-13. So I think we get one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, it looked like, Genuinely, it looked like something had chewed through the um, the cable. The cable, and it is not like there's no like dead um, rodent that would have done it. Yeah. Um, there's no droppings here. No, so probably what did you think it actually probably was? It is likely because I have a desk that has a uh, a hole carved through it, so cords can run through it, so you don't have your cord stripped out. And the cord was probably a little short, and so anytime I move my computer, it's probably rubbing yeah. across that. But I'm going to call it demon because why not? Given the given what we just had go through, given what we just went through right now. Yeah, we've been trying to start this podcast for about a half hour. Yes, and we finally got something that is mostly working. We don't have actually any playback, but we know it's recording. Well, it plays back through your AirPods when yes. you get them going, but that's okay. It's fine. It's it's fine, demon. I get it. I get it. I get it. Halloween, I have some trivia for you. <laughs> Sorry, that's a rough segue. That's okay. I like trivia. I like Halloween. We'll see how well I do. Okay, so... And just as an FYI, I haven't heard these questions yet. Three categories of trivia. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. First one is one of those... It's one in which you should do very well at. Okay. See, don't put this pressure on me. I'm totally... The pressure's on you now. So, according to Rotten Tomatoes, okay, there is a list of the top 10 horror movies of all time, okay? okay. Top 10 scariest horror movies of all Based time. Based on whose assessment? Rotten Tomatoes. So, the critics coming from Rotten Tomatoes. I would ask you to name the top five. 
Now, here's where we get into territory that's problematic because, for example, is Silence of the Lambs a horror movie or not? Um, I think you need not overcomplicate it. But I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. Are, are all of them, you can answer me this, are all of them movies that came after Rotten Tomatoes or are they all over time-wise? They are all over time-wise. Okay. Psycho. And they are all movies that you have seen. Psycho. No. Well, then they're incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Poltergeist? No. Hereditary? That is number two. Okay. Midsummer. Nope, not on the list. Okay. Can I get a hint? One of them has recently had a remake done that is just being released in the theater. The Exorcist. That's number one. Okay. So The Exorcist and Hereditary. Yes. Other classics? Uh, yes. I can't believe Psycho's not on there. I'm mad about that. It is not. It is not. And Silence of the Lambs is on there or no? It is not. Okay. I give up. Okay. So going down from top 10, we'll just run through the top 10 list. The top 10, number 10 is It, the 2017 movie. Mm. Number 9 is Insidious. That was good. Number 8 is Sinister. Also good. Number 7 is Halloween. Yep. Uh, Number 6 is The Ring. Mm Mm-hmm. Number 5 is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nope. Disagree with that. Number 4 is The Shining. Okay. Number three is The Conjuring. Okay. Number two is Hereditary. Yeah. And number one is The Exorcist. Okay. I'm surprised by some of those. Yes. Just because? Well, Halloween is objectively not the gr- a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun, and I really like it. And it's very important in terms of Halloween history, like horror movie history. And the cinematography is well known. But it's not a well-acted movie. What are you saying about Jamie Lee? She Jamie Lee with, did fine. She screams with the best of them. Jamie Lee did fine. She's not the only character in that movie. The only one that matters. Um, I mean, Michael, I mean, obviously he just walks and steps. But um, her friends, whew, it's bad. Deserve to die. No, <laughs> they don't deserve to die. They're just not good actors. Okay. And um, Loomis is... Well... Yeah, and I did enjoy it. I don't think it's a top ten of all time. No, it's um, a little too Indiana Jonesy in the horror effects. Okay, new um, trivia, new trivia yes, category. Yes, yes, yes. Name for me the top five. This is according to CandyStore.com, which oh, tracks these okay. things. The top five Halloween candies for 2023. Reese's peanut butter cups. Number one. Snickers. Uh, number ten. Okay. Um, Skittles. Number four. M&M's. Number two. So I've named off four of the top ten, right? Four of the top ten, three in the top five. Okay. Are there any in here that are stupid, like that aren't actually candy? Or are they all actually candy? They're all candy. They're okay. absolutely all candy. Uh, nerds. No. Mmm. One of my favorites. If candy corn is on there, so help me, I will. Candy corn is number seven. <laughs> candy corn is foul. And if people hand out candy corn on Halloween... Their houses deserve to be egged and teepeed. We choose to call those harvest kernels. God, they're foul. <laughs> um, All natural and gluten-free. Just just pour sugar down your throat, <laughs> I guess. Like, at least that tastes like sugar. I don't know what candy corn tastes like, but it tastes like wax. I haven't eaten a lot of wax, so I don't know. Did you well, ever have, like, wax lips and stuff? Stepped out of my ears. Ew. Happy win. Halloween. Oh. Yuck. What else we got? Okay. Um, 
Uh, Starburst. Uh, that is number six. Twix. Oh, sorry. Candy corn was eight. Twix is on the list. Okay. I could see that. Are they going to get wild and be like an almond joy? No. So to clear this up, right? So you've done pretty well. You've guessed quite a few. You actually know your candy better. You know your horror movies. I'm very disappointed in you. Okay. First of all, <laughs> I know lots of horror movies. <laughs> Rotten do. Tomatoes is incorrect. <laughs> you do. Um, down the list, Snickers, uh, Hershey's Mini Bars, mm. Candy Corn, Hershey's Kisses, Starburst, Sour Patch Kids, which is the choice of a new generation, Skittles, and then this is the one that actually did strike me as weird, Hot Tamales and or Mike and Ike's. I do love a hot yeah. tamale, but I don't, like if you go into the store to buy Halloween candy, like I just bought yeah. Halloween candy, I didn't even see hot tamales as a thing you could pass yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, and then M&M's and then Reese's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Final thing. Yeah. Okay, 2023. Yes. Okay, your challenge for 2023 is to name the top five costumes of 2023. Now, are these gender specific? Some of them are specific. Some of them are general, just a general category. So, like, for example. Yes. Are Barbie and Ken two separate costumes? No. That would be one costume genre, Barbie, and that is the number one Halloween costume. I figured because of the movie. So, Barbie. Barbie. A princess of some sort. Uh, princess is not in the top five. Okay. Spiderman? Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> number three. Oh, Spider-Man's number three? Yes. Okay. Spider-Man has, uh, the last couple of years, has been number two, but uh, Spider-Man has been replaced by a new phenomenon. Is it um, something from Mario? No. Alas, no. Oh. Because I was thinking the peaches, 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 <laughs> peaches, peaches. It was closely linked to Barbie. Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. How are you dressing like Oppenheimer? A fedora and a brown suit, apparently. <laughs> uh, just, just look like an angry white man. <laughs> yep. Who is right, so, responsible for the deaths of millions of people. So we've got the top three. What's number uh, four? Uh, a vampire. No. Number four is Wednesday Adams. Oh, I could see that. From Series Wednesdays. I could see that. And then number five is a really generic category. Which? No, it is bear. Because there's all sorts of bears. You can be oh, uh, like- angry mama bear. You can be you know, uh, a grizzly. You can be bear from the show Deli. Is that what it is? Delicatessen or whatever it is? Like, it's called Bear. Okay, Bear. The show Bear. <laughs> the Bear or the Bear. I can't remember now. Anyway, um, those are the top candies, <laughs> movies, and Halloween costumes. So uh, now we're back, listeners. Evan just told me a completely off-color story, and if you want to know what it was, you can email her directly. So let's talk about some creepy stories, because it is Halloween. Creepy stories. So these are creepy stories from the internet. Some are long, some are short. All of them, hopefully, will strike a note of terror into your souls, listeners. And Dr. Ed is always better at telling them than me, but... We all have our talents. All right, let's go. All right. So this is a story that came off of a subreddit. Uh, the subreddit was actually Paranormal. It was posted in October of 2021. So the story goes like this. At the age of eight, a family moved into a house bordered by a forest. Their dogs were immediately terrified of the forest and would bark while they stared at particular areas in the woods. At night, they would hear sounds like people walking around in the forest behind their house and sometimes they even saw shadowy figures. Then they began to hear knocking on their back door and windows. As things escalated, 
voices began to come from the woods that seemed to impersonate other family members. This prompted them to build a fence in their backyard and install security cameras. Though the knocking and tapping continued, a culprit was never actually caught on camera. Someone walked in the back door on the final day that they stayed in the house. They left immediately after seeing the security camera footage that showed the back door open and close on its own. Creepy story number one. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, creepy story number two. Okay. This comes from one of my favorite books as a child, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So this one is called The Haunted House. One time a preacher went to see if he could put a haunt to rest at a house in his settlement. The house had been haunted for about 10 years. Several people had tried to stay there all night, but they would always get scared out by the haunt. So this preacher took his Bible and went to the house, went on in, built himself a good fire and lit a lamp, sat there reading his Bible. Then just before midnight, he heard something start up the cellar, walking back and forth, back and forth. Then it sounded like somebody was trying to scream but got choked off. Then there was a lot of thrashing around and struggling, and finally everything got quiet. The old preacher took up his Bible again, but before he could start reading, he heard footsteps coming up the cellar stairs. He sat watching the door to the cellar, and the footsteps kept coming closer and closer. He saw the doorknob turn, and when the door began to open, he jumped up and hollered, What do you want? The door shut back easy-like, and there wasn't a sound. The preacher was trembling a little, but he finally opened the Bible and read a while. Then he got up and laid the book on the chair and went to mending the fire. Then the old haunt started walking again and step, 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 up the cellar stairs. The old preacher sat watching the door, saw the doorknob turn and the door open. It looked like a young woman. He backed up and said, who are you? What do you want? The haunt sort of swayed like she didn't know what to do. Then she just faded out. The old preacher waited, waited, and when he didn't hear any more noises, he went over and shut the door. He was sweating and trembling all over, but he was a brave man, and he thought he'd be able to see it through. So he turned his chair to where he could watch, and he sat down and waited. It wasn't long before he heard the haunt start up again. Slowly, step, 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 step. Closer and closer, step, step, and it was right at the door. The preacher stood up and held out his Bible in front of him, then the knob slowly turned and the door opened wide. This time the preacher spoke quiet-like. He said, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, who are you and what do you want? The haunt came right across the room, straight to him and took hold of his coat. It was a young woman, about 20 years old. Her hair was torn and tangled and the flesh was dropping off her face so he could see the bones and part of her teeth. She had no eyeballs, but there was a sort of blue light way back in her eye sockets, and she had no nose to her face. Then she started talking. It sounded like her voice was coming and going with the wind blowing it. She told how her lover had killed her for her money and buried her in the cellar. She said if the preacher would dig up her bones and bury her proper, she could rest. Then she told him to take the end joint of the little finger from her left hand and to lay it in the collection plate at the next church meeting and he'd find out who murdered her. And she said, if you come back here once more after that, you'll hear my voice at midnight and I'll tell you where my money is hid and you can give it to the church. 
The haunt sobbed like she was tied and she sunk down towards the floor and was gone. The preacher found her bones and buried them in the graveyard. The next Sunday, the preacher put the finger bone in the collection plate and when a certain man happened to touch it, it stuck to his hand. The man jumped up and rubbed and scraped and tore at the bone, trying to get it off. Then he went to screaming like he was going crazy. Well, he confessed to the murder and they took him on to jail. After the man was hung, the preacher went back to that house one midnight and the haunt's voice told him to dig under the hearth rock. He did and he found a big sack of money. And where that haunt had held onto his coat, the print of those bony fingers was burned into the cloth and it never did come out. Doing justice and getting paid. Mm -hmm. That's the American way. That's right. Justice is glitter. Well, that's the best way to actually get rid of a like attacking demon is throw glitter in their eyes. Well, because that's never going away. Yeah, exactly. All right, so I have another one for you. Okay. So this is a story that many listeners will probably be able to relate to because many listeners have experienced a phenomenon that we've discussed before called sleep paralysis. Mm. So that feeling that you are awake, but you are paralyzed in bed and you cannot move and there's something in the room with you. So the story goes like this. Since I was young, I've experienced sleep paralysis, and I have seen things while I slept. Usually, these occurrences aren't particularly scary, but one incident has stuck with me for years. I was asleep in my childhood bedroom, when suddenly I woke up and realized I was experiencing sleep paralysis. I was unable to move my body, I could only dart my eyes around the room. My heart began to race when I saw a figure standing in the corner of the dark room behind my bedroom door. As my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I saw that it was a silhouette of a gaunt woman. Her frame towered over me and black hair draped over her, fa- over her face. To my horror, she turned toward me and slowly began trudging towards my bed. As she stood at the front of my bed and peered over me, I tried with all my might to break out of the sleep paralysis, but I still couldn't move. Slowly, she leaned over my bed steadying herself with her long, pale fingers. When her face was inches from mine, she opened her mouth to reveal rows of ghastly yellow teeth and began to let out an unearthly shriek. Thankfully, I was able to break out of the spell of the sleep paralysis and turn on my bedside lamp, at which point she was gone. I couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. Now, of course, this may have been the work of a child's overactive imagination playing tricks in the dark of the night, but to to this day... It's the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. So there you go. Sleep paralysis. It is something to avoid. So never sleep. No. That's, that's how you That's how you avoid Freddy Krueger too. Oh, okay. Um, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yes. All right. This one is entitled The Viper. A widow lived alone on the top floor of an apartment house. One morning, her telephone rang. Hello, she said. This is the Viper, a man said. I'm coming up. A half hour later, the telephone rang again. It was the same man. It's the Viper, he said. I'll be up soon. The widow didn't know what to think, but she was getting frightened. Once more, the telephone rang. Again, it was the Viper. I'm coming up now, he said. She quickly called the police. They said they would be right over. When the doorbell rang, she sighed with relief. They are here, she thought. But when she opened the door, there stood a little old man with a bucket and a cloth. I am the viper, he said. I wish to wash and wipe the windows. 
No. No. Not allowed. Hashtag fail. I love that one. It's so stupid. So what are you saying? You're saying Germans are terrifying? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he is. Well, I have another one for you. Yes. So before this uh, user on Reddit by the name of Diggs Dawes got down to recounting their scariest ghost story um, about living in a place that was obviously teeming with honest-to-goodness members of the spiritual world, they pointed out the irony of ghost stories that begin with the phrase, I don't believe in ghosts, but... Um, because after all, no matter how a ghost story begins, it always hinges on the notion that, come on, of course we don't believe in ghosts. So here's their story. A few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. It was my first time living my own, and the apartment block had been built in the 1930s. I'd been there for a few months when I came home from work one day and went to the bathroom. I saw something strange, a wooden board which had covered a hole in the ceiling that led to a small attic place, lay fractured in two pieces on the ground. I examined the pieces. The board was an inch thick and it would have taken Bruce Lee to break it. I thought the landlord had sent someone to work on the attic. I was frozen stiff with fear. Someone is up there, I'm sure. I emailed pictures to the landlord asking if anyone had been there with an undertone of annoyance since she hadn't warned me. Her reply read, please call me as soon as you are able to. I called and she explained that her last two tenants had said the same thing happened. She promised to replace the board and she did. A month later, I woke up one night around 4 a.m. My body was covered in goosebumps. It felt like someone was rubbing his or her hands on me. Everything was silent, but then I heard a dragging sound coming from above my bed. It was as if someone was pulling a sack of potatoes. I froze, convinced someone was up there. There is no way an animal could make that sound. After five minutes, I worked up the courage to turn on the light, arm myself with the cricket bat, and walked to the bathroom. That's when I saw it. That's when I saw that the new board covering the hole was broken in two. I felt sick. The dragging sound had stopped, but I heard something else. Whispering. The sound was clear and coming from the attic. It sounded like children's voices, and I could hear one sentence repeated over and over. It's your turn. It's your turn. I switched on every light in the apartment to make things feel normal. It was 5 a.m. and dark outside. I watched TV to try to unwind, then a fuse blew. My pet Budgie, Dexter, I love myself a Budgie, <laughs> whom I kept in the kitchen, usually never made a sound at night, but he started squawking like he was being strangled. I'd never heard him make those sorts of noises. He was screaming. I grabbed my car keys, ran out, sat in my car, and waited there until the sun came up. When I saw people walking their dogs, this comforted me enough to go back in. The front door was open, but I figured I might have forgotten to close it when I ran out. I went to the kitchen to check on Dexter, but he wasn't in his cage. I felt sick again. All my windows were closed, so I looked everywhere inside. When I walked to the bathroom, I heard splashing. Dexter was half drowned in the toilet. I took him out, washed him, and dried him. I was so confused. At 8 a.m., I called the landlord and gave her a watered-down version of the night. Oh, wow, she said. You heard the whispering, too? I stayed in that apartment for another 18 months. I heard the whispering on a few occasions, and twice the board covering the hole in the ceiling moved. Although I live elsewhere now, the landlord recently called. She said that her new tenants had begged to speak with me about some of the stuff that's been going on there. 
Forget it, I said. It's their problem now. Mmm. Well, I have one. This is one that listeners might have heard a version of before. It's okay. kind of a fairly famous little story, but we'll tell it anyway. Because okay. it's one of those ones that's good to listen to again sometimes. There once was a teenager named Julie who hated having babysitters whenever her parents decided to go out for the evening. Not long after Julie turned 14, her parents decided to attend a party at a friend's house. Julie pleaded with them to let her stay at home by herself. She told them that she could take care of herself and the family dog would alert her if any strangers came near the house. Her parents finally agreed and left the house. Feeling brave and excited, Julie ran to the television and immediately began to watch a scary movie. As the movie progressed and it grew steadily darker outside, Julie began to grow a little scared. Whenever she felt that way, she would reach down to pet the dog. The dog in turn would lick her palm and Julie would be comforted. Julie eventually crawled into bed but grew scared again, not wanting to sleep in the house all alone. She once again reached out her hand in the dark to let the dog lick her palm, and eventually she fell asleep. A strange whining sound woke her up sometime later. She briefly worried that her dog was warning her that someone untrustworthy was nearby, but when Julie reached her hand out by the edge of her bed, the dog would lick her palm. She did this several times before she was finally able to sleep once again. The following morning, she woke up to the sounds of her mother screaming. Shocked, Julie ran to the bathroom where her mother and father stood crying. Sadly, on the tile floor was their dog, who was dead. On the bathroom mirror was a message written in the dog's blood. People can lick, too. One of those classic urban legends. I like it. Ugh, gross. It's scary. Gross. Gross. It's a scary one. All right, so I have another one from Reddit. Okay. So one night when I was 10, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under a person's weight. It's just mom, I thought, and I opened my eyes. It was not mom. Oh. I found an eyeless boy. He had black, empty sockets, about my age, sitting at the foot of my bed. He extended his hand and in it was a little box. I was startled but reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Then I blinked, and when I reopened my eyes, he was gone. But I could still see the imprint where he'd sat on the bed. Fast forward five years. My girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looking up at the corner where the wall met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness and explained what she'd done. She looked haunted. Up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was there in a Spider-Man pose, staring at me. I freaked out and told her my story about the same kid. Fast forward another five years. I was with the same girlfriend and we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up the same time every night and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her once whom she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. He's lost and looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. So not a necessarily bad ghost. 
But, you know, as they say in the movie Seven, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? I have one more. All right. And it's called The Weird New Pool Table. All right. I live in a family of three. My dad, brother, and me. We are pretty close, and recently we decided to purchase a pool table. We found one secondhand, and the seller told us the tragic story of his brother passing away, so he was selling all of his old stuff. It wasn't a natural death, but he didn't really want to talk about it in detail, which I didn't really care for at the time. Basically, I think what he's saying is he didn't want to know what had happened. True. Ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. We played some games that first night, and I won most of the games, and after that we all went to bed. Our ritual is that we brush our teeth together and then go to our own room at the same time and wish each other a good night. I had already had a few beers that night, and so did my family. And when we turned off the lights and said our final words for that night, nothing appeared to be out of the ordinary. So, sorry to interrupt. How how old is this? He does not say, but I'm assuming he's an adult. Okay. But I don't really know. Okay. A few hours passed and I dozed off while browsing some Reddit on my phone. I would have forgotten about this night if it weren't for what happened next. My eyelids snapped open at the sound of a large thud. An unmistakable sound of two pool balls hitting each other, followed by a bit of sinister laughter, one I didn't recognize. Did my dad go back downstairs and invite a friend? Shocked still from the sudden awakening, I realized that something was wrong. It could not have been my dad. I could clearly hear his faint snoring coming from the next room. He was just as asleep as I was a minute ago. But there it was, another thud coming from downstairs, followed by another laugh. I looked downstairs, but it was pitch black. Who would play pool in the dark? I didn't want to wake anyone, so I went downstairs on my own to see who was in our living room playing pool. I had to be careful. Our staircase makes a lot of noise, so I had to evade some of the planks. Looking through the bars into the living room, I couldn't see anything. It was too dark. I heard another thud, followed by the sound of a ball rolling over the table. My heartbeat was inside of my throat and chills were going down my spine. This is not normal. I'm looking straight at the table, but it is completely dark. I can barely see the shape of the table, but sounds leave no other explanation. Somebody is playing pool in the dark. Suddenly I hear a plank creak under my foot. I must have moved slightly. The next few moments were even more unexplainable than what had already happened. A loud sound of wood on cold stone. The person must have dropped the cue from being startled by the sound I made. I flicked on the lights to confront whoever this was, but there was nothing out of the ordinary. The cues were neatly in their holders, and the balls were also stored under the table. I had to look around for another few minutes. Confused, I walked back up the stairs to see my brother sleeping in his bed. It couldn't have been him. It's been six days since there's a new pool table in our living room, and it's been seven nights of thuds following by or followed by sinister laughing. I've lost the courage to go downstairs to check again. I pretend like it's my dad and my brother who are playing pool, but deep down, I know it can't be them. The snoring is the definitive proof of that. Crazy. See, this is why you don't bring stuff into your house, listeners. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> just just live in blank walls. You should have nothing but an empty cardboard box. <laughs> uh, no, that's terrifying. I mean, the idea that they brought in a possessed pool table, probably some sinister gangster, perhaps... Perhaps it's even Jimmy Hoffa. Maybe he was murdered on the pool table. Maybe he was murdered with the pool table. Maybe they dropped it on him, like an amble in a Looney Tunes cartoon. That seems less likely, but possible. Well, you know, anything's possible, as they say. Anything's possible. So I have one more. Yes. All right. 
So this one is actually titled, and it'll make you giggle, probably called Ghost Bro. <laughs> My house was built in 1904. It is a single family home, wood frame, sitting on a concrete block foundation. I've been living here for about 12 years. Of all the weird things that my siblings and me have seen or heard in this house, this one event is my favorite. This happened to my brother. About 10 years ago, my brother and his best friends had started a garage band playing mostly, quote, Spanish rock, alternative music, but in Spanish. His friends could only get together on Sunday afternoons. They would practice into the early evening, and they would usually call it quits by 8 p.m. This was the time I usually showed up and went to bed because I worked the graveyard shift. This happened in late fall, so the days were getting shorter. They had just finished a long session when the decision to head to someone else's house came about. My brother handed his car keys to his buddy so they could load up the equipment. Everyone had filed out of the basement, but the tricky part was that they needed to walk all the way to the back of the basement, up the back stairs, through the kitchen doorway, down the hall into the living room, and out into the front porch. Everyone was outside sitting in my brother's truck waiting for him. My brother was walking up the back stairs when he remembered that he had left his pancakes in the to-go container sitting on a speaker in the basement. Not the pancakes. Not the pancakes. He made the decision to go back. Oh, terrible. Now, the basement is not clean with full sight lines. There had been partitions made, and the boiler and the main heating unit are right smack in the middle. So, after my brother walks back, he is about to retrieve his food container... When out of the corner of his eye, he sees it. It is a shadowy figure, right at his peripheral vision. This feeling of dread and uneasiness washed over my brother. We had been taught that if you are in the presence of a spirit or a ghost and you felt a bad vibe, to say a quick prayer or to cuss at it. My brother chose the latter. He basically just told it, Hey, F you, I don't have time for this BS. It's a powerful response. <laughs> yes, sure. My brother started to walk to the back of the basement and briskly up the stairs, closing doors and turning off lights as he was walking out. The last light switch is on the opposite side of the front door. Luckily, the door was open and the light from the street lamp was flooding into the living room with its amber light. My brother said he felt something at his back, but at no point did he turn around. As he stepped out, he pulled on the door, closing it behind him. Still holding his food container in one hand, he jogged down the few porch steps. He walked towards the front gate. Our house resides far from the main street, essentially having a large front yard but no rear garage. As he closed the gap between himself and his friend-laden truck, he kind of smiled and thought things over in his head, mad at himself for spooking out when there was no reason. He climbed into the driver's seat of the truck, putting on his seatbelt and getting ready to pull out of the parking spot directly in front of the house when one of his friends asked, Hey, wait, what about your brother? Isn't he coming with us? My brother answered, What do you mean? He went to work early tonight. He's, he's already gone. Do you see his car anywhere? The next question they asked spooked me to my very bones. So then, who was walking behind you when you were leaving the house? End of spooky story. Ooh. 
So listeners, those are some spooky stories for Halloween. Of course, as you get ready to give candy out to little trick-or-treaters, make sure that you give them a good scare as well. You can talk to them about the price of gas or inflation or the prospect of a Trump presidency. That's pretty terrifying. What else could they do to scare these little kids? She's looking at me with these dead shark eyes. No, I, I, <laughs> I genuinely didn't know if you said drunk or Trump. Yeah. And I, Six of one, probably. <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> it's okay. Um, no, I was just going to say happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Enjoy, enjoy the, when the veil between the two worlds becomes much thinner. Yes, and you can reach through it. All right, spooky listeners, we will have another full episode for you in the next couple weeks. We look forward to your suggestions, which are pouring in. So let them continue to pour. Are they pouring? I don't know. They need to pour if they're not already. They should pour in. You guys are amazing. Uh, We love you. Thank you. Uh, Quick recap of our, do we need to recap our patrons? I don't think for our special. All right. We'll come back. Sorry, patrons. Yeah, we're good. Dr. Evan does not think you're special enough to be recapped on the special. So. No, nope, we're done. We're moving on. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Boom.